Oh man, oh man, my my co-host today, Kayla, she just let me know that as we got we got done recording this whole episode, and then she's like, dude, you did not even introduce yourself. So um, this is Rick McClatchy. I'm one of the hosts of the Growing Faith podcast. <laughs> Super happy to have you in today. And now we're gonna kick you over um, to how the show actually started. So God bless you guys and enjoy this podcast. All right, welcome back into another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. Uh, my usual cohort or uh, partner in crime or whatever, Mark Daniels, he's he's busy today. And so I, I never like to come into the studio alone and recording these podcasts. So I invited my good friend, Kayla Smith, uh, back in for another episode as we talked in the last episode about the... Uh, the, the tough topic of grief and loss, and um, man, uh, it's just such a deep topic. I thought, you know what, we just, we need to come back at this again and, and not just leave it. I think that the stuff we were able to cover in that last episode, super helpful, and again, just super thankful for you being willing to come and, and share your heart, um, because I think the more that we talk about this stuff out loud, you know, and just hash it out and not be worried um, that that if I say something wrong, there isn't grace there and that mm-hmm. that we can kind of process through the mess together as brothers and sisters in Christ and as friends and as family, that we can walk through this together and then we will all be stronger and healthier really as a result of it. So, um, so welcome, Kayla. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I feel so honored that you would ask me on this podcast. So, I, You might actually now have more episodes than Mark Daniels. I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, you heard me, Mark Daniels. Um, well, I'm I ha- don't, don't want to steal it from I'm him. Having a, I'm having abandonment <laughs> issues, and so uh, I'll be going to see a counselor later. No, but um, so, so here we are. Um, in, in the last episode, we, you know, you shared some of your story, mm-hmm. and we talked a little bit about maybe where, where the church hit a home run in the sense of just being there, being family, helping, caring, loving, giving you space. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we also talked about where we missed it. And so in giving you space, perhaps too much space, and, and then um, kind of leaving you open to a little isolation and some loneliness. and. And just the dynamic of, um, man, the only thing worse than going through something like this is going through it alone, right? Like, and and that's just, I think that's something really healthy for us to remember. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really that simple. Yeah, I mean, because there's definitely times where solitude is needed. Like, you need to just sit with how you're feeling, and you need to have that moment of of privacy between you and God. But then there's also times where you're like you know, you work all day, you go home to an empty house, you get up the next morning, you do it again. And that's kind of where I was feeling was like, I was just getting through my days and then going home and there's this empty house and it's messy and it's cluttered. And, and it's in part of, part of that reason is because of things I had taken from my parents' house when everything happened with my dad. And so I have all this stuff laying around, don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get rid of it. And it's an empty house and I'm by myself and then I'm getting up and doing it again. And that was a really hard dynamic. So, yeah. So take a moment and speak to that person right now. Speak to yourself. So mm-hmm. now that you're where you're at and yeah. you've processed and I'd say, I mean, I know you're not probably at 100%. <laughs> what does that even mean, right? What does that even mean? Yeah. But, but man, you're doing awesome. And, 
and I just really applaud your your willingness to get in and do the gritty nitty gritty work, you know, of of processing grief. So, so thinking it back to your who you were at that point where you're coming home and you're like you're just you're getting up, wash, rinse, repeat. You know, you're doing yeah. the same day over and over again. Um, what do you say to that person? I would say that y- you've got to reach out. You know, and that's really, really hard to do. Like, it's so hard to like say I need help or I'm not handling this well or I'm, I'm like I'm really scared and I'm in a really scary spot. But you've got to do that. Um, and I wish I would have done that a little bit more. I definitely had a a few people that I would occasionally just say, you know, are you feeling the same way I'm feeling? Because I know that they've gone through something similar. Like, but I really wish I would have just called people and just been like, can we get a coffee? <laughs> Or can yeah. you come over? Or yeah. can I just come hang out with your family for the day so that I'm not by myself? You know, mm-hmm. like I don't need anything special, but I just like I just let me let me just go to the pumpkin patch with you, and yeah. I I'll, I'll be the photographer. I'll take the pictures just so I'm not by myself. I'm not. I get me out of the house. I can start to take steps back into a quote unquote normal life. Right. You know, um, you know, and and so it goes both ways when we're talking about ministering to people. Like we need to see people and try and reach out to them but if you're not getting it for whatever reason maybe people don't feel comfortable doing that for some reason or maybe you're in a brand new city and you don't have a great connection um find that connection make that connection like if you're connected into a good church even if they don't know you they're gonna want to be there for you so it's okay to call them up and say hey i know i've only been going here for a few months but my life completely shifted and i need help you know yeah, so as a groups pastor here at the church, I'll make a shameless plug yeah, groups. for groups because, um, man, I'm telling you, it goes that groups, again, go against our cultural grain. You know, like our cultural grain is I'm too busy. I don't have time for groups. Um, but then I always tell you, I always tell people like, hey, remember that guy in the Bible that was paralyzed and laying on his mat? And Jesus was in town. Yeah. But he couldn't get himself to Jesus because he was paralyzed. And he needed to have those four friends that were willing to grab the corner of his mat and take him to Jesus. Yeah. So I always ask people, like, who's in your world that can carry you to Jesus when you're paralyzed? When life paralyzes you, if, if it's grief, if it's pain, if it's literal physical challenge that you're up against, maybe yeah. like... And I you mean, broke your leg. Yeah. And you, and, and we, cause we all know, like when you're hurting, you, sometimes you emotionally, you go downhill and totally. we can, we can slip into not necessarily like clinical depression, but you can go into seasons of real melancholy and sadness that can, that if not properly addressed can really derail you. And so I love what you're saying though, because it, it we are really speaking both directions. Yeah. We're speaking to the person that is the friend like mm-hmm. pay attention to your friends and give them extra care and doggone it make it inconvenient for yourself like you inconvenient well it it just is i don't <laughs> like life never happens in convenient time frames like uh my family went through a pretty significant loss last couple months um and there was nothing nothing convenient about it but you know what it doesn't matter because all of the stuff that we're so concerned about doesn't mean anything outside of these relationships, outside totally. of the people in our lives. Yeah. And, and 
And because we all have bills to pay and we all have, you know, all of these demands on us. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's no diss on anyone. But sometimes we just have to slap ourselves, you know, like, what's really important? The relationships in my life, you know, they're so important. So, um, so to, to the people that are hurting is even if people aren't reaching out to you, man, ask for help. Ask for help. Because how many people, I mean, you got, say you got a friend right now that's going through some pain, mm-hmm. right? If they call you and they're like, hey, help me out. <laughs> What are we doing? We're dropping stuff and we're going yeah, to help them, right? 100%. Because like that's what we do. We just sometimes we're it's not front of our mind, so we're not doing it. And so sometimes sometimes I really think the enemy comes in to like jump on that negative thought and okay. be like, "You know what? Nobody's called you." Oh, the you know why, Kayla? Great. Because they don't love you because yeah. they actually kind of want you to go away. They don't want you to be, you know, and it's those are lies, you know. Such lies. And that's one thing I feel like I've really learned in this season is that the enemy loves grief because he can just wiggle his way into your mind and just start telling you things and just start feeding things into your mind that, because you're already sad, right? You're already kind of in that depressed state. Mm-hmm. And then you start hearing these little whispers and you you don't you don't have the strength to fight them off. And so, yeah, the enemy has, the enemy really was attacking me for a while and mm. it was really hard to kind of, to shake him. So, yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some of the nuances of grief um, because I mean we talked in the last episode about how um, everybody processes grief differently so you can't just give three easy steps but even the circumstances around losses can be so different talk to me about like what have you seen what do you think what do you know about that so one thing that was quite a bit of a surprise for me when I lost my father, um, and again, this was something that the enemy really used to get in my mind, was that I'm, I'm, a, I'm single still, and I'm almost 30 years old, and I really had to process the loss of my father not walking me down the aisle, or seeing my grandchildren, or his grandchildren, my children. And those were things I had to grieve almost separately or in addition to, to him. And so I think it's really important when we're looking at people in our lives who are going through grief to look at like, okay, well, what stage of life are they in? Because grieving your father, I think when you're 16 is different than grieving your father when you're 50, because there's different things that they have or haven't been a part of, right? And or if you know, you're grieving maybe a child, it's different when you're grieving a, a younger child versus an older child because of different life experiences that you've got to share or that you now will never get to share. And so I think it's just important to look at the unique circumstances of what was going on. And then also, like, was it unexpected? Was it traumatic? Or was it, you know, maybe a long time coming in a really beautiful, peaceful moment for the family? Those things can all lend to healing or detract from healing. And the devil can use them sometimes to really stir up more emotions. You know, like for me, I felt like a failure that my father never got to walk me down Mm. the aisle. And I really had to process that. It was like, you know, you're almost 30, you can't find a husband, what good are you? And I really had to like intentionally make an effort to be like, no, like that's not what God has for my life. Like God has, God, God has said that he can turn good out of the situation and yeah. I am believing for that. And so um, I just think, you know, just when you're looking at the, like look at the whole picture 
everything going on. You know, was this a broken relationship that now the person never gets to heal? Mm. Was this a really beautiful relationship that now they're just missing their life partner? Like, there's so many nuances. Totally. So many nuances to it that all can lead to grieving in different ways. And I think it's important to clarify, like, I know we're both on the same page on this. It's important to clarify Mm -hmm. that at no point are we comparing one loss versus Mm -hmm. another because loss is loss. loss. Mm -hmm. And, but what you're, what you're alluding to is so true that really grief is really, you have to almost inventory your losses. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to actually address specific things that you have lost in order to really process it in a healthy way. Like like that point, like yeah. not getting to have your dad at your wedding. You have to process that and, and deal with that loss. Like you said, all by itself, because that's a whole thing all, by, whole itself. Thing all by itself. Yeah. And then, and you know, a, a parent losing a kid, there's mm-hmm. all of the dreams and hopes and envision they had of what their child was going to become and and so I mean prom and yeah you know and graduation sports and their wedding the, yeah, yeah all of that stuff they they have to actually almost inventory it mm-hmm. and and surrender it really to the feet of Jesus to say I don't understand this yeah but pain is pain and and no matter when or how or in what situation or stage of life you lose somebody that pain is real and it's strong and it's powerful and it's hard yeah so and that's what the body of christ is here for is to help come alongside love one another mm-hmm. bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ whoa <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like that kind of blows my mind. Like really bearing one another's burdens is part of fulfilling the law of Christ over our lives. Like that's a pretty, that's a pretty powerful statement. Um, And it goes against our cultural norms of self-centeredness, right? Like we are the. But there's such comfort in knowing that I'm feeling this pain and this person next to me is feeling it with me. Maybe not to the same extent, but there's it's comforting to be like to see somebody else remembering your loved one or like even if they're just like they're hurting on behalf of you it's it's comforting it makes you feel connected to people still even though it feels like all you can see around you is a cyclone of life you know let's uh, talk for just a minute you gave um a picture of grief you used the picture of a burn Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me a little bit about that picture and what that picture signifies to you and, and how it's kind of helped you yeah. in the process. So I actually got this from that devotional that okay. we talked about in our last episode on grieving the loss of someone you love, but it really just resonated with me. And so basically the idea is that, you know, burns are some of the most painful physical wounds that we can incur on our bodies because your, your nerve endings are so exposed. But they're also very dangerous because they can get infected. And so when you're a burn patient, they go in and they actually scrub your wounds, which is a very painful thing, but it keeps the infection from setting in. Just talking about it is hurting me right now. (laughs) And, And then, but, and they compare grief to that and that it's a very, it's one of the most painful emotional things that we can go through as human beings because everything is so raw and exposed, but you have to you have to scrub that wound of grief in order to maintain health. And so you you can't just let yourself 
become stagnant and sit in, in your grief or a particular stage of grief and let it kind of fester and infect your life because if you choose to sit in depression, it's going to leach out to those around you and you're, you know, you're not going to be a pleasant person to be around, unfortunately. And maybe you start snapping at people, maybe you start pushing friends away, but either way, it's not healthy. So you have to do the work of, of working through your grief and, and talking about it. And I think that looks different for different people. Mm-hmm. For me, it was a lot of just going to God and just being like, uh, kind of my mantra has been, you tell, your word says to me that you can take this and make it for good. Yeah. So make it for good. Like, <laughs> I, I on, don't, I don't, for dear yeah, life here. <laughs> like, I, exactly. Hanging on for dear life. I don't know what that looks like, but I don't see any good in this. All I see is pain and heartache. So you have to do that. You yep. have to take this for good and you need to show me what that looks like. Yep. And, you know, and I, maybe this is that, you know, maybe this podcast is a little bit of what God's going to turn. Sure hoping. <laughs> I mean, good. I know yeah. that's. You know, as we've talked about, we've talk, been talking about doing this for, what, two, three months? Yeah. And and that's been kind of the heart is, yeah. man, if, if one person one is man. is impacted by this message and either cares for someone better than they would have mm-hmm. or processes through their loss and grief in a healthier way. Yeah. Um, and, and I really have faith that it'll be more than one person for sure. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. It's one of the redemptive ways God works mm-hmm. through pain and brings life out of death. Yeah. I mean, he, that's what he does. He that's brings he, does. he brings life out of death. He's like, man, you lovely human beings that I created, you, you've, you forsook my ways, and death was a result of that. Mm-hmm. And yet then he came and paid the price to, so that death wouldn't be the final word. Yeah. And, amen. Oh, man. So. That's good, isn't he? That's such a powerful, yes, amen, all the time. Uh, that burn picture is so powerful to me because I hate burns. Like, yeah, they're painful. I would rather get cut. I mean, I don't break a bone. I don't, like, I would rather any of those injuries over burns. Burns just I hurt hate for burns. so long. Yes, yeah. it, they're just, they're torture. And so it's such a powerful, powerful picture. Even that dull even that dull ache that can happen with a burn mm-hmm. when you've gotten past the like, you know, yeah. like intense burn pain, um, there's this dull thing, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, sometimes it like has like the blister thing that goes over it and then that can get like ripped off and then yeah. you've got a whole fresh amount of pain. There's actually so much depth to that picture of the journey of grief. And that's it's like grief, yeah, because, you Intense know. pain at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Then maybe the intense pain backs off and you've got like this dull, you just, you can't shake it. You can't yeah. ignore it. It's still there. And then, yeah. oh, the, the intense pain is back. And and it's a lot of times it's not something you expect, right? Yeah. You didn't expect that trip to the grocery store to remind you of the person that you mm-hmm. lost. You didn't expect to see their favorite shirt on the rack or whatever, but there it is. Right. And now right. you're right back in the middle of it. Yeah, man. Sometimes I just uh, I get kind of overwhelmed by just the immensity of what God's called us to, to, to bear one another's burdens and how um, it can feel really complicated and overwhelming. Um, but I think Jesus modeled it well in the sense that um, he's Emmanuel, mm-hmm. he's God with us, and how him putting on flesh to come and be with us in person is such a powerful reminder to us that um, 
and there's a guy, Scott McKnight, he's a professor in Illinois. He, he had a couple of like five things that you do for really quality relationships. And one of them was rugged commitment. Mm. And I just, I just love that phrase, just that rugged commitment to each other. And then he said that you are incarnational in that you are with people, that, that we're going to be like Jesus. Because if we're going to you know, try to understand real love and care, we have to look to God. Because right? us dumb humans, we don't know what real love is. But we can see that God had rugged commitment towards yeah. us, that he was incarnational. So he was with us. He has shown over and over again he is for us. And that just... Sometimes it is just sitting with people, being with them, letting them know that you are for them and that you you want to help them through whatever that means. I don't yeah, even know what that, that means. means. I literally had that conversation with someone in our church yesterday. Um, they're, they have a relative that is like pretty close to, to death. And, and I just said, look, I just want you to know that I'm with you. I don't even know what all that entails, but I want you to know I'm with you. And we're, we're going to walk through this with you. And, and that's the body of Christ. That's love. That's yeah. care. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of stuff on our potential list <laughs> to talk about. Um, just, you know, getting past the, sometimes the hurtful statements. I think we should, we should acknowledge it before we go. Is, you know, people want to throw in the, at least they're in heaven. Yeah. At least you'll see them again. So really quickly, um, like, maybe what's the less sanctified version of what goes on in your head? Um, you know, when somebody says something like that, and then and then you could give the grace-filled response. Yeah. So, you know, definitely when you hear something like that, it's true. You know, if right. the person was a believer, but I just want to be like, well, that's sixty years down the road for me. You know, like I'm I'm still without them for sixty years. I'm yeah. still I don't like I'm glad that they're there, but I still miss them. My hurt is still very real right now. That doesn't remove my hurt. Yeah. Um. So for me, I just try to focus on the idea that you know, they are in heaven and that means their bodies are whole and yeah. that they're not in pain. Because my father, um, just because of some wounds that he had and the, the type of cancer that he had, he lived the last 11 months of his life, which was the entire journey from the emergency surgery through the cancer diagnosis and, and passing away and basically excruciating pain. And that's really hard to, to have watched and to look back on. And um, he was trying to run a business and function and fight cancer, and he just was in pain all day, every day. And he didn't want to take heavy painkillers, and they weren't even working when he would take them. So for me, the comfort is he's not in that pain anymore. You know, he's up there, and I just want him to not even be thinking of me. I want him to be worshiping at Jesus' throne and probably knowing my dad, if, if the heaven had forests, he's in them hiking and hunting and just loving being outdoors because that's who he was so that's awesome yeah i'm betting uh you can't even think of a forest like <laughs> yeah, like god's got is. going on you yeah. know because i mean if the place he put adam and eve was a garden yeah obviously he's all about mm -hmm. creation and what a beautiful i mean what a beautiful creative god we love and serve and so we we don't even know the half of it all we've known is this crazy messed up sin you know hurt world that we live in yeah oh man and, and i love in philippians one uh paul is talking about oh i don't know do i stay here do i go on you know mm -hmm. and he says uh it's around verse 19 or 22 somewhere in there he's like 
so do I, you know, remain here on earth and have fruitful labor that will benefit all of you guys, or do I go and be with Jesus? And then the phrase, which is better by far. Yeah. And I thought, man, you know, I think he had some revelation about, you know, what was coming, his, his deep revelation of who Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is, you know, carried him through crazy stuff in his life. Totally. And he said, which is better by far. And so there is hope. You know, I mean, First Thessalonians tells us we're supposed to encourage each other with these words. But I think where people go wrong is they too quickly move to try to lessen your pain because yeah. they see that you're in pain. But what they're accidentally doing in the process is minimizing, minimizing your pain. Minimizing your pain, yeah. So, so I think that's the important thing for everybody to realize is like, you know what? Take some time to acknowledge mm-hmm. and actually empathize with the pain. And then we can sit and we can talk about the hope. Yeah. Right? And totally. so it's like our American, we're like uncomfortable with the pain and, and death and loss. And, and so we want to skip past it. But yet there's this call. No, sit and be with them mm-hmm. and acknowledge it. See it. Yeah. Actually allow yourself to feel it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll even cry a little, you know, like maybe it'll move your heart. And then let's sit and let's talk about heaven. Let's talk about the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. And that, I think, is where life begins to flow out of it. And it's so powerful. So, oh, man, we're just going to let that sit the way it is. I don't know that we could improve upon that. Um, But again, thank you so much, Kayla, for being such a vital part of this podcast ministry. Uh, can we call it that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, just love having you as our listening audience. Um, like, share, get the word out. would love to have more people to have access uh, to what we're putting out there. Um, if you have any uh, questions, comments, um, snide remarks, I'll give you Kayla's. You know, uh, <laughs> my email address is rickm at manhouse.church. And We'll put in the show notes, we will put links to that um, devotional. Mm-hmm. Also, um, getting yourself into, if you're a person that's walking through grief and loss right now, I, I want to encourage you, um, you know what, if you if you feel like you need to go to some counseling, absolutely, go and, and do some counseling. If you're in the Portland metro area, you can actually go to hisheartfoundation.org, um, and I'll put these uh, in the notes as well. There's it's no a great, shame in that. Yeah. None at no, all. None. Um, it's a, I mean, if you have a broken arm, you go to the doctor. Right. So if, you're, if your heart is hurting, you know, in, in the emotional sense, you go to somebody that can help you process that. Also, um, grief support groups are fantastic. Uh, one great resource out there is uh, Grief Share. It is a great, great uh, uh, support group for people that have lost loved ones. Um, you can go to griefshare.org for that information. And... Um, and then being a part of your local church, being in a small group. And like Kayla said, you know, when you're hurting and nobody's reaching out, don't let the enemy capitalize on that and drive you further away. Reach out and ask for help and say, I don't even know what I need. I just need a friend. I need somebody with me um, because we want you to be healthy and strong and do all that God's called you to do. And actually processing through grief and loss is part of what makes us what God wants us to be because he is a God that draws near to the brokenhearted. He is the God of all comfort that comforts us in all of our afflictions so that we can then comfort others. 
So with that, thank you so much uh, for being a part of the audience. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, and God bless you very much.